you are an entrepreneur, a professional, a speaker, or a coach, and although you've come a long way, it's time for you to take it to the next level. We've got you. This is the Author to Authority Podcast. We'll help you use authority and influencer marketing to build your business stronger and faster by publishing a book. You'll hear from guests that are thought leaders in sales, marketing, networking, communication, social media, promotion, and business leadership. Let's do it. This is the Author to Authority Podcast. And now your host, the extraordinary word ninja, Kim Thompson Pinder. Welcome to the Author to Authority podcast. And today I have such a treat for you. I have John Shuckman trying to say that correctly. One of the reasons why I wanted to have him on the show was one of his podcast titles is like how to grow your business to 100k for free or without advertising. And I'm like, that is somebody I want on the show. Not that I'm against advertising at all. But you know, in the beginning, when you're trying to grow that business, if there's things that you can do for free, I want you to know about it. So John is a top realtor who has created a six figure real estate business using organic social media growth in the first two years of his business. In 2019, he lost a full-time W-2 job, and I'll have to ask about that because I'm Canadian, not sure what that is, and struggled mentally and emotionally for months before he found his home in real estate. He has helped others successfully transition from employee to entrepreneur with no advertising. I love this. No advertising. He tripled his business in one year and could teach you how to do the same. So welcome to the show, John. Well, Kim, thank you so much. I'm excited to be here. And I'll just say, um, you know, I have a podcast as well. And so I just want to thank you for what you're doing and how you're helping people. I think podcasting is can be uh, we both do it and so often i mean if you feel like me it can be a thankless job where you're sometimes like is this worth it is am i making an impact am i actually helping people why am i spending money to edit or show notes or things like that right um so i just want to say thank you first of all for what you're doing to help people because i think um you know obviously putting yourself out there being willing to help others is is huge and so first and foremost i'll just say thank you for what you're doing with your show and how you're helping people through it Oh, thanks so much, John. I appreciate that. Yeah, I don't get a lot of feedback. It's yeah. it's a one it's a one way street. So mm-hmm. if you're listening, find me on LinkedIn, Word Ninja Kim. Give me some feedback. Yeah. You know, reviews never hurt either. Like I I like reviews. I gotta mm-hmm. say that I, I do like the reviews. So, but that's not the you. reason why I do it. But. Yeah, I always appreciate it. <laughs> and I will, I'll say to your audience, this isn't what we were going to talk about, but I will say like, you don't know, you know, if you're listening to this, think about like how you can impact someone and help somebody, right? So if you've been listening to Kim's show for a few weeks, months, whatever it is, right? You know, maybe she's, you know, thought, hey, is this helping people? But then she gets that one review where it's like, oh, wow, that really impacted someone. Really quick, I, and I don't want to go way off your, your track that you use, but there's a great story of Frank Sinatra where, long story short, I'll try to give it the 60-second version, but he almost, two years before he actually retired, he was on stage fumbling over the words, couldn't remember them, and was about to, his kind of like handler or assistant was like, all right, it's time, get off the stage. One person in the very back row, all the way in the bleachers, started clapping. We love you, Frank. And then the whole stadium or whatever it was erupted. 
And so I just want you listening to this to think about how you can, not just you, Kim, but even, you know, if you're listening to a podcast, let them know. Because so, you know, Frank then went on and there's a great article about this. If you Google it, he went on to perform for two more years. And so I think the point is like, you have no idea the impact you can have. Sometimes all we need as podcasters, realtors, business people, coaches, all like all that stuff is just one person cheering for us to keep going. And so if you're listening yeah. to this, please, if you love what Kim's doing to help you for free through a podcast, leave her a re leave her a review. And so that would be my encouragement to your audience. So yeah, I didn't mean to go on a tangent there, but <laughs> I really hope that also encourages your audience, right? How are you? And again, we'll get into social media. But that's a way to use social media. How am I promoting other people, right? When this, you know, I want to be able to share this episode that I was on to promote Kim. And so I would just think about how are you using your um, authority, your presence, your um, impact, you know, maybe your social media presence, your email list to promote and help other people. So I would just encourage all of you listening to think about that for Kim and for others that you know as well. You know, there is a scripture that says give and it'll be given back to you. And now we don't always know how it comes back, yeah. but I think you, the concept is, you know, when you give, it helps others and ultimately it helps you. And I think, I think that's, it, it's so true, Kim, I'm a person of faith as well, follower of Jesus. And, and I find it so interesting when, when I kind of help, um, I, like I coach realtors, right. And we'll get into my story here. I coach realtors, right. And so some of those realtors live in my city, live in my County. And so some of the times they're like, well, why would you help me? Like I'm your competition. And I'm like, there's not enough good realtors in the area. There's not enough good realtors. There's not enough good, all you know, coaches, authors, all those things. So like, I want to help you, right? Uh, rising tides brings up all ships. And so I want to be a part of impacting and helping others. So yeah, love what you're doing. And the way I look at it is there's enough business for everyone. Bingo. Yep. I had, I had someone on my real estate team for a while that was like, well, why are you helping me? Won't I take your business? And I'm like, if you're nice and you answer the phone, you're better than 90% of the realtors out there. I don't have to worry about my business. If I'm doing the things I need to be doing, keeping in touch with my clients, et cetera, my business will grow. It, I, it's not going to be taken down by one person. And you know, the other thing I realized too, is because I work with a lot of other publishers is the fact that I'm not everyone's cup of tea. And if I have a yeah. network of other publishers and I can ensure that the person who wants to write the book or get their book published and written for them is with the right person. I've turned down business because I realized that person was not the right client for me, but I was able to refer them to another publisher that was the right one for them. And they were such an amazing fit. Now, sometimes do I get a referral fee? Yeah, sometimes I do, but you know, I, I don't do it for the referral fee. I do it because it's the right thing to do. And in return, you know, when they have one that they can't work on, guess who they're going to call? You. Absolutely. Yeah. And people want to do business with people that they know, like, and trust. So if you're mm -hmm. doing a great job, like you are of creating relationships with people where you're just like, Hey, I, I, here's a referral for you. Sometimes when, when you start, people are like, why are you helping me? Right. Cause we're so used to like, thinking of numero uno, right? Only ourselves. And so, and so, yeah. So it's kind of like, um, I actually, just before I got on was messaging a realtor and the way they kind of message is like, why are you inviting me to your thing to help me? And I'm like, and again, I didn't really, I, he didn't say that, but it kind of came across that way. And I was like, because I, 
again, as a person of faith, I feel like I want to help people. I want to pour into them. You know, I think at the end of our lives, we're not going to think how much money did I make or how many houses did I sell or how many books did I edit or write? We're going to think about like, who did I help? How did I impact people? And I hope, you know, Lord willing that like my impact, you know, through shows I'm on through my podcast last much longer than I'm alive. I hope that it still impacts people for years and years to come. You know, my grandma was a woman of faith and she died when I was 12. Now I didn't go to her funeral. My dad kind of gave us the choice and I wasn't ready to go to her funeral. So I was kind of like, okay, I'm going to stay home. But Toronto is the biggest city in Canada. Okay. And her funeral was in downtown Toronto. So they were anticipating, and it was in the middle of the week. So they were anticipating about 100-ish people. But my grandma had lived her life impacting others, helping and serving other people. And when they got there, there was three to 400 people going to her funeral. They had to call in the police to direct traffic because everything was gridlocked because there was three to four times more people than they were anticipating at her funeral because Mm -hmm. she had touched so many lives. And and that's what I want. You know, Mm -hmm. I, not that I'm going to be at my own funeral, but you know, I imagine that, you know, when I die, that people are going to want to come to my funeral because I've made an impact in their life. And to me, you know, that's what matters. Yeah, we need money and, you know, we need to live and all that. But, you know, your legacy, mm-hmm. What what's my legacy going to be? Absolutely. Yeah, I love that word. It's one of my it's like one of my words for the year is legacy. So, yeah. OK, so we are already 10 minutes in here, John. Yeah, sorry, I went way off the rails. <laughs> I think it's good, though. So, John, can you maybe take two or three minutes and mm-hmm. just share about it, about your story? Because I do want to give you a lot of time to talk about, you know, how do you build your business to 100K? Yeah. So I'm going to yeah. let you loose for a few minutes. Awesome. Um, well, so I, I think the biggest thing. Um, so if you uh, I'll give you the 90 second version. I've had more W uh, and you. OK, so you asked. So W2 job, sorry, is like a traditional nine to five job. Right. So a okay. traditional uh, job, you work for somebody, you get a page uh, in the States. It's called a W2. So that's why we call it a W2 job. So basically, I've had more traditional jobs than you could ever think of. Anything with sales was in management with Chick-fil-A, banking, uh, sold mattresses for a period of time. If there's a job where you sell something, I've probably done it. Um, <laughs> there's a great quote by Albert Einstein that I feel like I share a lot on interviews now, and it basically says, Everybody's a genius, but if you judge a fish by its ability to climb a tree, it'll grow up its whole life thinking it's stupid. That was me. So from the time I was 16 years old selling tools um, at Sears to, um, you know, 2019, you know, three years ago uh, when I was 31, 32, I can't even remember at this point, but uh, I lost my last W-2 job. So my last traditional job that day, February 26, 2019. I had a lot of people doubted me. A lot of people questioned me. Um, Now, just so you know, like I lost a bunch of jobs. I wasn't like sleeping with the employees or robbing the cash register. I was just, I was such a dreamer and a visionary. Okay. So even now in my real estate business, like this morning, I'm like, oh, what about this? What about this? Coming up with all these ideas for my business to help people through my coaching and podcast. Um, Well, in a traditional job, you know, and I think of, I'll give you a quick example in banking. Um, I would have an assistant branch manager email me. Hey, can you email this person? And I'm thinking, did you just email me to ask me to email someone? Like, what? So I 
I pushed back on authority probably a little bit more than I should. Got myself, you know, canned a few different times. And by a few, I mean like a million. But I was always good at sales and relationships. So when I finally, so we kind of, again, big people of faith, followers of Jesus, we, um, when I lost that job, we're like, okay, what's next? Um, I had friends that were in real estate that um, basically said, hey, you'd be really good at this because I asked. And so I got my real estate license August of 2019. So kind of had six months where I was trying to figure out my way. Um, and from there, sold no homes for nine months. Okay. So we were like living off my wife's $37,000 income. It was not, you know how they talk, Dave Ramsey, if you know him, talks about beans and rice. We were like beans and rice That's what and bread. That's what we ate. Um, but all that to say, when I finally got into real estate, I'm like, holy cow, this is it. This has been like what I've searched my whole life for. This is my niche. Um, why? I was always good at sales. I was always good at relationships. Real estate is one of those fields that combines both of them. You got to be able to sell, but you also have to have the relationship piece, right? You know, my stepdad yeah. taught me how to sell ice to an Eskimo. But if you have a sleazy car salesman side, no one's going to buy from you. So how do you combine those sales and relationships like mm -hmm. this? Um so when I got into real estate, I had no money. Um, well, yeah, so that so that's kind of that's the background. And then I got into real estate, I can go right into like, how I use social media, if you'd like. Mm -hmm. Yeah, sure, that would be great. So basically, and this is there, there are so many big misses. And if you're writing a book, if you're an author, if you're a coach, whatever it is, there are so many things you can do on social media for free. How did I discover this? Well, I was making I was making no money in real estate right? My first settlement took place in April of 2020. Okay. So now we've gone August to April, right? I'm not good at math. That's why I'm a realtor, not a lender, but about eight or nine months. And then my next settlement was in June. So from August to July, I think I had made $10,000 in real estate in my first 10 months. Mm -hmm. Okay. But what I learned was um, I had a previous side hustle do it as a wedding photographer, right? So what I learned when I did that was every time I would post on social media, hey, here's a client gallery, here's um, a, you know, a review from a client for a wedding, mm -hmm. it would kind of be like one client goes out, here's your gallery, I share it on Facebook, and another client comes in, because they see it, oh, I didn't know you did photography. So here's what I did make now you got to realize making no money broke as all get out. Um, in June of 2020, actually, we asked family if we could move in with them because we were like, we got to sell our house. We're not going to make it from that time. And I'll fill the gap in a second from June of 2020 to June of 2022, we paid off $70,000 in debt and our $150,000 house. So $220,000 swing in two years. So we're actually going, I was telling you before we started recording to Nashville next week, do a debt-free scream at Dave Ramsey studio. Um, but, but I'll back up to, how I found the success, right? Mm -hmm. You know, we're very thankful. God's blessed us so much. Like, it's just crazy that that all happened in two years. So how did it happen? W what I learned with the photography was anytime I would make a post, someone would interact, someone would say something. Now, of course, with Facebook and Instagram stories, that's a big thing that can be helpful. So what I did was anytime I was doing a real estate activity, I put it on social media, right? I have a friend who says your social media is your living and breathing portfolio. Think of it like, like something that grows over time, right? Just like you, you do as a person, right? So um, people have watched our entire journey. 
Um, when, when I got licensed, my first client looked at 63 homes, ton of homes. Okay. That's a lot. Most of my clients are looking at about five to 10. Um, but instead of like, oh, I got to go show that client a house again, I had no business. So why wouldn't I do it? So instead I thought, well, instead of like being Debbie Downer about it, why don't I use this to my advantage? So anytime I would be at a showing, showing a client a house, showing a client a house. Now, nobody knew that that was one dang client for six months. <laughs> but it didn't, but, but yeah, and it's funny, but here's the thing. Social media is all about perception, right? Kim, I wasn't yeah. lying. I just said, I didn't say showing my one stupid client and they weren't like, they had a lot of scenarios, you know, moved states. And so that's why they looked at so many, but I did, I just used it to my advantage. So if I went to a showing with my Starbucks or my Chick-fil-A or whatever, Hey, here at a showing today, I remember my wife was working. And so one time I took my son to a showing Oh, here with Caden and we're showing a house today. Um, you know, so I use that to my advantage about three months in. So we're probably December, January um, at this point, three months in people are messaging me. Holy cow, man, you're crushing it on real estate. How are you doing it? You're crushing it. Holy cow. All those every Sunday I would host an open house. Now, if you're a real realtor, or you know, real estate, you don't make any money when you host an open house, you make money at the settlement table. But I use that to my advantage, right? Posted about showings, posted, hey guys, come see me at this open house, 123 Main Street. And suddenly the perception was like, John is crushing it. Now, I told you, August to June, two deals. So we are broker than broke, but social media, my 3,500 or whatever Facebook friends think, holy crap, this guy's raking in the dough. <laughs> so what I, yeah, but I think it's so simple. What I learned in that is, Holy cow. All I'm really doing is sharing my life, talking about my business, uh, being open and honest with people. Now I didn't say, Hey, we're really broke. But then as we started to pay off debt and do Dave Ramsey's plan, I did share, you know, mm -hmm. Hey guys, this is what happened in June of 2020. And this is where we've come from. So what I've, what I've really learned, Kim is people want to do business with people that they know, like, and trust, right? So for those of you out there, I would say, I would ask you, yeah, you know, like how many Facebook friends do you have? How many Instagram followers do you have? How many of them actually know what you do, mm -hmm. right? Um, and that's really not to oversimplify it, but like, that's what I do still to this day. Um, I just had a couple go under contract last week. I have a post to make under contract. Someone sees that it goes in a story. It goes on my business page mm -hmm. and then shared to my personal page still to this day. Okay, so realize three years now, I've been a realtor mm -hmm. over three years, I still will get messages that say, oh my goodness, I didn't realize you were in real estate. Like, can you help us buy a house? I've had friends from 2006 when I was in college message me and say, can you help us? And I'm like, I didn't even know you were alive 14 years later. Like, no, I'm not good at math. Yeah, whatever it is, 16 years later, 15 years, I had no idea where you were but there's so many lurkers on social media seeing your stuff. And so what you really want is you want people seeing your stuff now. And so many people are like, well, I don't want to be annoying. Well, your friends and family on Facebook, if they're annoyed by you building your business, are they really friends anyway? Right. And if they don't like it, they can hit the unfollow for 30 days or the remove and you'll be okay. Um, but I want to encourage people, Kim, with this. Think about when you buy a new car. 
everybody suddenly has that car. That's the only car you see on the road. So think about it like this. Okay, John's a realtor, but like, you know, we'll just use John and Kim. John's a realtor. Kim's not looking for a realtor. So she sees my stuff, but she kind of just scrolls through it and is lurking, right? And then she needs to buy a house. She goes, oh, wait, I think John Shookman's a realtor. She messages me. And I'm telling you, that is exactly how it was created. It's almost too simple, but that's how I've done it, right? But it's the consistency factor. It is. I I have I lead a team with a guy Andy the Andrew Wellcoop and he's like the team leader and I lead it with him. He is very successful in real estate, right? Very successful. Mm -hmm. Until last year, never posted on social media. Well, but who are the people buying houses now? The ones on Facebook, the ones on Instagram. So if if I'm looking for a realtor, and at the time I saw John or Andy. Well, Andy might be super successful, but his Instagram and Facebook tells me that he's dead and he doesn't sell any houses. So I'm going to go with John. Kim, Google Analytics right? is like my favorite thing. I, I, If you Google John Shookman Realtor, you will see client pictures, my pictures. You will see reviews that I'm leaving on other businesses. I just got an email. Social proof. I just got an email from Google today that my views on my Google in the last month are about 2,000 clicks. Well, the month before it was 200. Well, what am I doing? I'm going to Starbucks. Today I drove past a Chick-fil-A, doing a deposit check somewhere, left a review, great location, took a picture. Uh, Sarah at the window was very nice, posted. 13 seconds, done. Um, so Google, oh, I could talk for hours about Google, but I just think there is so many, and here's my favorite thing, Kim. Do you know what this all is? Free. Free is my favorite word, right? Free mm -hmm. is my favorite word. Um, and so I think there's a lot of misses, right? Yes. I would ask people who are listening to this, think about this and write this down. Maybe pause this, go get a notepad. The people on social media, I would ask you what percent of those people, let's go with Facebook since you know that's my primary uh, one, but the people on Instagram, on Facebook, how many of them know what you do? Like if they were, if they had to give an ele elevator pitch about you, would they know? I would bet 90% of the people you're connected with have no idea, right? Yeah. There's times that like, uh, again, like I post and someone's like, oh, I didn't know you were a realtor. And I'm like, I've posted multiple times about real estate for three years. How, what, have you lived under a rock? Um, but that's kind of how the algorithm works. Um, so- Well, and the other it, thing is, like you said, because they're not interested in buying a house, they see it, but it doesn't it doesn't stick in there, right? Because they're not interested yeah. in buying a house. But then all of a sudden they're interested in buying a house. And guess who they're seeing? They're seeing you and your posts and they're like, oh, yep. John sells houses. I know John. Yeah. Well, and Kim, I would even say, like, imagine, you know, we've all bought or sold homes. Imagine that you're selling a house and you're like, well, what realtor will I choose? There's 1500 in my county. There's plenty of great ones. There's some terrible ones as well. So, but if you're, let's say Kim's a realtor, Kim never posts on social media about real estate, but you know, she does real estate. But when you think about who you want listing your home, do you go with Kim who she never posts anything about real estate, or you go with John who, you know, has a huge social media presence and yeah. knows, and you know that cause you see, you know, for sale, new listing coming soon. Like you see those posts. So which one are you going to hire? You're going to hire me. And that's what, I mean, yeah. I now run the social media for our team because the potential for free is so great. And here's, and I know some of this is for realtors and I know your audience. So here's what I will say is a big miss. If you're an editor, 
author, copywriter, ghostwriter, whatever it is, listening to this podcast, entrepreneur, professional, yes. speaker, coach, how quickly are people able to access you? So I want you to do a project, go Google, um, go on Facebook and search John Shookman. And if you're just listening to the audio, it's S-C-H-U-C-H-M-A-N. So J-O-H-N-S-C-H-U-C-H-M-A-N. Look me up and look in my bio and you will see that little, you know, they give you a hundred characters. I think it says speaker, coach, podcaster, um, realtor, love helping people grow their business. And then it has my phone number. The amount of times, now, if you don't want people calling you, well, I, I, I don't know that I can help you, but this is a way, if you, I, I hate when I go on a page, like someone's page, and I'm like, oh, I could hire them for this, and I can't freaking call them, right? And you can tell I get so passionate. So make it easy. This, guys, growing your business to 100K with no advertising is literally so simple that it's kind of like, well, I have to give them something profound, but it's not that profound. But I think people miss it. You know, low hanging fruit. What's the low hanging fruit? If what I know is so, if you guys go scroll my page, look at the real estate post, the podcast post, if you see that and you were like, oh, I want to get in contact with John, he's a realtor. Every single post I make about real estate has my phone number and then it's in my bio. So if you're scrolling, and you're like, oh, I'll click John's page, boom, right there, you can call me. I want to make it easy for clients to get a hold of me. And I think that's where really. You know, a lot of people listening to this, and I'm not insulting you, but this is a miss. I would love you to just put it in there. Um, mine, mine has a Calendly link where clients or realtors can book a coaching call, social media coaching, which I do. I want to make it as easy as possible. If someone wants to hire me, they shouldn't have to be like, well, I'm going to jump to this thing and this and this. You shouldn't have to jump through hoops to contact you. Exactly. I want to go back to something you said, because you're talking about perceptions and yeah. how people see you, you know, it's the same thing with becoming an author. Mm -hmm. An author is considered a more credible expert than someone who is not an author. And it's not true. It's just a perception. It's the same perception yeah. that you're perceived as a better real estate agent because you have the social media presence. Yeah. It's the same thing. You know, when, when you have that social media presence, when you're that podcast host, mm -hmm. when you've been on 50 million podcasts, mm -hmm. when, you know, you've written the book on. Yep. No, it, it's so true, Kim. And I love that you're saying that and bringing that up because I tell people in real estate all. So my podcast is for realtors. It is not for mm -hmm. clients at all, but mm -hmm. it has built um, this couth, this, um, you know, awareness that like, even when my clients, they're like, whoa, you have a podcast. For all they know, it could be the worst podcast in the world, but to that no them, one listens to. <laughs> that no one listens to, but to them, it gives authority. I want to write a book one day, and you asked before, I haven't. I want to write one one day. Why? Am I a great author? Probably not. Well, and for two reasons. One is you don't get you get better by starting, and so I would hope if I one day write ten books, they get better with each one. For one, which we all know, right? Practice makes perfect or permanent, but but. I think the other part too is if I write a book, oh, I have this book. No one ever says, I see those awesome books on your shelf. When they, mm -hmm. I see that it builds awareness. It builds like authority, right? It, you know, and that's what this is all about. I don't say, well, Kim, how many copies of each of those books have sold? No, I'm just like, holy cow, she's an author or editor, all those different things. And it builds awareness. So if Kim's been talking to you guys for weeks and months on the show about why you need a book and you're not listening, this is just the proof of like, no one's ever going to say, 
well, how many books did you sell? Right. The average book, I think it's what, 250 copies. But who cares? Who cares? And I would also say, and I think about this with podcasting, if I said to you listening to this, hey, Jimmy, you could talk to 250 people for free. Now I'm going to book your paint. You know, would you do it? You'd be like, oh, yeah, I'd get on that keynote, that TEDx all day. But if I say then write a book or start a podcast, you're like, no, that's not for me. Well, it's the same thing, right? My podcast reaches mm -hmm. thousands of people a month. I don't know who they all are, but it's nope. built authority. They share it. And so I would really encourage you, if Kim's been telling you, you need to do this, step out of your comfort zone, let her help you step out of your comfort zone and, and do it. Like, And the worst that happens is you write the book and you're like, you know what? This is trash. I'm not going to release it. But I have a feeling you'll write it and be like, I have to. It's kind of like, you know, impact. I have to put this out to the world to help mm -hmm. people, even if helping people is 20 people. It's okay. Yeah. Yeah. Here's the thing, you know, your book is like a child. And, you know, once it's born, once you've published it, you know, mm -hmm. even though the book itself doesn't change, you change. That's so and good. as you use that book, it kind of grows and it takes on a life of its own. Now, again, it's not a field of dreams where you put it up on Amazon and, you know, 50 million people come and buy it. It is a tool that you have to use, right? But when you do that, it starts to grow and it does take on a life on its own. It's the consistency factor. Mm -hmm. One of the things, and I don't know if you saw it yet, but my book is authored to authority. And yes, it is available on Amazon. One of the things, yeah, Go I got to do the shameless self-promotion here. Go buy it and leave a review. <laughs> but one of the things I talk about is the fact that if you want to hit momentum, you got to become best friends with consistency. So good. You don't get that TEDx talk the first time you're out. You mm -hmm. go do the Lions Club. You go do, you know, small little workshops and things. You know, you do your podcast and you do it for years and, you know, you you build that audience till the point where everyone knows your name. And then, you know, all these other places start coming after you. It's yeah. not instant success. It's yeah. you build it with the consistency over a period of time. And guess what? When you're good friends with consistency and consistency looks at you, go, oh, you're my best friend. There's someone I need to introduce you to because consistency is the door you got to go through to get to momentum. I love this. I feel, I just wrote it down because it's like an interview. I'll have to credit you and say, I talk to Kim. <laughs> but you know what I love about that? And, and I'll share something real quick. When I started my podcast, I have a great mentor and I'm in a mastermind group. His name is Vincent Puglisi. He wrote an amazing book called The Wealth of Connection this year. I He told me in 2020, he's like, wait a minute, realtors are coming to you and they're asking for help multiple times a day, this and that, like you should have a podcast. And I said, no, I'm, I've only been a realtor a year. I shouldn't have a podcast to that point. When he told me that Kim, I think I had made $20,000 in real estate fall of 2020, right? I had so much imposter syndrome. I had so much BS in my head about why I wasn't good enough. And guess what? Nobody freaking cared. Nobody asked me when I released a podcast for people, Hey, how many houses have you sold now? I've built a membership, right? Where I've created an income helping people create that success. And I'm like, holy cow, you almost didn't do this because you hadn't sold enough houses. That would have stopped me. A hundred K would have stopped me, you know? And that's what I write 2021. I did that. And I equaled that income by June of this year, right? So when do you become the authority? Yeah, the, the authority, when you decide. 
Stop waiting for permission for people to say, oh, this. I had two people, you know, I started a membership in June for realtors, really, but even people have joined for social media help. I had two people this week, you know, and sometimes it's a labor of love. You're like, is this worth it? I had two people this week that were like, can I pay you for coaching? And they were like off like thousands of dollars. And I'm like, I'm literally getting offered for coaching more than I had made in real estate when I built out this other like, mm -hmm. you know, arm of my business, right? The podcast, the membership, all these, the social media coaching. And so for you listening to this, please stop waiting for permission that you're good enough because you yeah. are stop you are. waiting you are so i would say to people out there when are you gonna stop with the excuses step out of your comfort zone and do something that scares you this yeah. summer when i built the membership it was so scary and i had two of the yeah. people i had two of the people in the membership say to me they're like john and I'm like, yes. And I'm like concerned they were like, when are you starting the membership for a few weeks, few weeks, both of them. And I'm like, you know, I'll get to it. I'll get to it. But one of them was like, can you stop the bull crap? Can you stop? Because on the, and he said, his name's Josh. He goes on this podcast. You talk about how to grow your business, how to grow what you're doing. We all love your podcast. We're learning from it. We've basically begged you for a membership. People are asking me to pay for a membership. Mm -hmm. And I said, I'm not good enough. So I, so I, so at that moment, I was like, yeah, John, knock it off, knock it off with the crap. I started, I'm like two weeks from today, we're doing the membership. I thought those two people would be the only ones on the call. And I was scared. Like, what are we going to talk about? I had 12 people on my first call, 12 yeah. people that needed what I was doing. My membership is now 20, 30, whatever people. And so I would just encourage you stop waiting for permission. Stop with the self-doubt. No one thinks they're worthy. No one thinks they're ready. They just go and do it. And guess what? I think I have 250 podcast episodes now. The earlier ones are garbage. I know I edited them myself. I was like cutting out all the spacing. So it's like a 10 minute run on sentence. And guess what? It's okay. Now that I have thousands of listeners a month, I maybe they go back, but they see the progress I've even made in my podcast business, in yeah. the membership. Yeah, that is so awesome. I want to give you an opportunity. So if people have been listening to this and they're like, I got to connect with John. Mm -hmm. Okay, so now you already said your phone number's on Facebook, but what are some other ways that people can connect with you? Yeah, you can connect with me on social media. You can connect on my website, therealestatesurvivalguide.com. So that's therealestatesurvivalguide.com. And really, and Kim, I say this on every interview, one of the ways I've grown my podcast membership is through free social media calls. What I, I love social media so much, I don't want people to get anxious or overwhelmed by it. I will give you a free 15, 30 minute call. I do not care. It's not a pitch. And if you're if you're not a realtor or trying to grow a business through social media, you're probably I have nothing to really sell you anyway. But I will do that because I want you to utilize social media to your benefit, not yeah. be scared. There's people that saw this and were and heard social media and were like, nope, don't want to do it, don't want to do it. So like connect with me through my website, my phone, you know, Facebook, you can add me, Instagram. Um, just connect with me and say, hey, I heard you on Kim's show. I'd love to do a free social media audit. There's no, I'm not selling you anything. I'm not really 15 minutes. I can give you some quick tips on things to do. Yeah. And I hope it's helpful for you. But Kim, I'll just say again, thank you for what you're doing to help people and for having me on. It was such a blast. And I'm sure we'll keep in touch and 
Uh, if there's anything I can do to help you or any of your audience, please reach out anytime. Oh, thank you so much, John. You're this welcome. has been a wonderful interview. This has been John Shuckman. I hope I said that correct. And Kim Thompson Fender on the Author to Authority podcast. Thank you so much for listening. And we'll see you on the very next episode. Bye now. You've been listening to the Author to Authority podcast. The extraordinary word ninja, Kim Thompson Pinder, has helped over 200 entrepreneurs, professionals, speakers, and coaches write and publish their books that have become incredible marketing tools for their business. And many of those have gone on to become Amazon best-selling authors and have used their books to land high-level clients and get on big stages. We hope you've enjoyed the show. Make sure to like, rate, and review. And we'll be back soon. But in the meantime, hit the website at www.author2authoritypodcast.com. See you next time.